Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. World War I. It was known back then, a hundred years ago, as the Great War. But there is nothing great about war, especially this war. Still, without any other words to describe it, the world somehow settled on great. It lasted from the summer of 1914 to November 11, 1918. Tens of thousands of brave American warriors died. For those who survived, the scars, physical and emotional, were in many ways as painful as death. For the wounded, nighttime in the jaw ward of Red Cross hospitals was the worst. The doughboys, as soldiers were called in those days, would take out their small trench mirrors and survey the damage to their faces. Noses shot off, chins destroyed, mouths torn apart. The nurses would stop by their bedsides at night and talk to them about anything but war. Get them off the subject, one nurse remembered. Invariably, you'd get them to sleep. Why was this particular war so heinous? It was, as the late art critic Robert Hughes put it, industrialized death. The weapons were absolutely horrific. Flamethrowers, machine guns, phosgene gas. America's doughboys knew what they were getting into when they left for war. By the time the U.S. entered the war in 1917, five million soldiers from other countries had already died. Many American soldiers raised their hands proudly to serve, like Sergeant Arnold S. Hoke. He was a veteran who served on the Mexican border in 1916. After being honorably discharged, Hoke re-enlisted after the United States entered the Great War. Between all the shooting, he talked with his men about what they would do when they got home. Hoke planned to go to the local drugstore and have a thick pineapple malt as soon as he got back. There was a lot of misery, though, to suffer first. One of the doughboys under Hoke's command predicted that he'd lose a leg, replace it with an artificial one, then fill it with whiskey and pass it around so all the boys could have a drink. Resting at a farmhouse one day, German artillery zeroed in on the trees where Hoke's comrades were eating. Hoke told the story of what happened next as part of an oral history project at the Library of Congress. But anyway, they threw a salvo of shells over there into this woods, little patch of woods, and uh, they cut our men uh, all lined up there waiting for their chow. Fifteen to twenty men were killed, and about thirty were wounded, Hoke remembered, including the man who predicted he'd lose a leg. He was right. One of his legs had been practically blown off, Hoke recalled, and it was just hanging by a few ligaments. He was conscious as he lay on the ground and didn't seem to be in a lot of pain. He laid there on the ground, and he said, You guys thought... I was kidding. He said, I, I know my leg's gone. He said, I can see that. 
And he said, I'll meet you at the depot. That wooden leg full of bourbon. The soldier was taken to a battlefield dressing station where the damaged leg was amputated. But the man died in an ambulance en route to a hospital. I apologize for a rather an unpleasant uh, war story, but uh, let me assure you there's nothing pleasant uh, about war in any shape or manner, and I just hope that nobody will ever see another one. The day after he got home from the Great War, Hoke went to the drugstore. He ordered that thick pineapple malt. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Michael Ruane, who reported this story for the Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.